Hey gang, ready for some more dub talk? Just make sure that when you're watching, you leave the lights on in the room. And don't sit too close to the computer screen. Also, watch out for spoilers and bad language. And remember that everyone's opinions are different and aren't the same as the rest of the dub talk guild. So now that that's over, let's get this started. Cause I've got a fire in my belly and I'm ready to go. Fire Dragon! Roar! Hello, one and all, and welcome to Dub Talk, the show where a group of friends get together, drink, burn down a city, and perform magic while talking about the latest and greatest in anime dubs. Tonight, I am your host, Megan, and with me, I have... Hi, Elf Hardy? Hello, hello. Wait, there's no elves in this fucking show. <laughs> How does this work? Fuck it, I want to read. God damn! Just introduce yourselves, fuck off! I'm Spaceman Hardy. <laughs> I am a... What? I, uh, my specialty is beer magic. <laughs> you sure you're not Kana? I might be, I don't know. Or Bacchus. We can only aspire to be on the level of Kana. <laughs> who the fuck are you? Who the fuck am I? You don't know who the fuck I am? Oh, I said introduce yourselves because my brain is mash. I didn't hear that part. Hi, my name is Stephanie. I don't know what my magic power is. <laughs> Your magic power is being a mom. I don't think that qualifies as a magic power. Yes, it I'm is. Not- no, it doesn't, because I'm not actually a mom. <laughs> I guess your magic power is dancing? We'll go with it. I'm taking dance classes, ladies and gentlemen. That's why it's relevant. Anyway. And my name is Megan, and my specialty is trash magic. <laughs> nice. If you haven't guessed, tonight we are talking about the one, the only, the family... Guys, let's have our obligatory fairy tale episode. Oh boy. Here we go. We we had our obligatory One Piece one last year. We've had we had We still haven't had our obligatory Naruto episode yet. True, or Bleach. Uh Hardy gets to host the obligatory Bleach episode. What? (laughs) Don't you put that evil upon me, woman? (laughs) Don't you bring that evil into this house, Ricky Bobby! We've we've ho- we've had the obligatory My Hero episode. <laughs> the... well, we already had a regular My Hero episode. I'm not allowed to be on the My Hero movie episode. Somebody else who wasn't on the episode has to be. Also, be no, the I'm first thing ble- we done. My Hero the first already. Bleach movie is good, Hardy. Fight me. <laughs> if you can't tell by the bewilderment tonight, we are here to talk about fairy tale. But what part of fairy tale are we talking about? It's like what two hundred something episodes at this. We're point? not covering the whole fucking show. We'd be we're not covering the night. show. We're not covering the show. Instead, we're gonna talk about train wreck part of fairy tale that is called fairy tale dragon cry. I don't think it's a complete. It's a fan service train wreck. It's a fan service train wreck. I will agree with that. Anyway, so, uh, just for a disclaimer, this is not part of Summer at the Movies. We're putting this up as the episode that goes up the week that we are at Anime Fest in Dallas, Texas. Hooray! Yes, now you all know we will be at Anime Fest. That's sort of an announcement. 
Well, well we're going to make an had... announcement, like, probably well, for that Monday, but... But I'll say, um, one, we've been hinting at it for a while. Two, we probably announced it Monday. <laughs> but, um, so, by this point in the day... By this point in the day, while, uh, when the episode is up, uh, we will be barbecuing, swimming, and probably making Andrew cry. Perfect. And I'm gonna be making wa- making Gigi watch episode two of Mad Wolf 34. And Hardy is going to want to punch me in the face afterwards. <laughs> I have a story for Hardy that's going to get me hit in the face. Also, be we're showing all the boys various clips of Udafree because you will not believe it until you yes. see it. <laughs> Some of the things of Udafree make me scratch my head, and I don't understand. But I'm like, fuck it. Anyway, Stephanie, because I'm too lazy, I didn't buy this. Stephanie, let me use a Funimation digital copy to watch it. Yep, I have Please give us a synopsis of what this movie is about. Sure, but side note, the main reason why we're covering the movie is- Oh, I forgot to say that. Oh, right. Because last year when we went to Anime Fest, um, somebody in this this episode Mm -hmm. may or may not have- uh, Worked, pulled a little wool over the girl's eyes with the help of some of the other guys. I mean, that's not quite it. Wednesday night when I'm we got there, in. I'm getting there, bitch. A-fest. Bitch, let me use my magic to tell a story, you <laughs> whore. Well, you're telling it wrong. The main reason is we wanted to go see the film. <laughs> I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Anyway. And I ruined it. Funimation. Anyway, Stephanie ruined it. Funimation was throwing a special showing of it at the Alamo Draft House. Last year, all of us who went to A-Fest, which include the three of us, went there, and it was actually one of the first things we ever did as a group in person. Yep. After I almost punched Hardy in the face at check-in. And then after we almost punched somebody else at the theater. Oh, yeah, and then Noah showed up, too, and screamed about Puppet Tune cartoons. <laughs> Those are his favorite type of cartoons. Yeah, if you if you rem- if you saw the A-Fest vlog from last year, you will remember that Hardy appeared out of nowhere when we were checking into the hotel. And then following that, when we went to go see Fairy Tale Dragon Cry at Alamo, Noah popped it out of nowhere. We also learned that the people who made the highway in Texas <laughs> made it on the phrase, hold my beer and watch. So Steph, please explain the plot of this movie. So if you haven't heard or seen a Fairy Tale Dragon Cry, this particular film, uh, in the kingdom of Fiore lies a terrible weapon. Enter the Dragon Cry, a magical staff rumored to possess power capable of destroying the world. For years, it's been safely guarded and kept away from those tempted by its power. But everything changes when a traitor named Zash manages to steal it away. Now in the hands of Animus, the cruel ruler of the kingdom of Stella, a plot begins to form with the fate of the world at their mercy. Luckily, a simple recovery task is is nothing for the Wizards of Fairy Tale. Together, Natsu and his friends will go undercover to infiltrate Stella Kingdom in hopes of getting answers and restoring safety to the realm. But they'll quickly find there's more to this staff than the stories claim. What power really dwells within the Dragon Cry, and is the gang strong enough to fight ultimate destruction? And by espionage, I mean Natsu just punches things and sets it on fire, gray strips, and there's a lot of fan service. So it's... it's... No, you're, you're not You're not 100% accurate, because ni- Natsu did try being a ninja at one point. <laughs> and fail horrible. Hardy, you were saying? Uh, no, it's... I was basically saying it's fairy tale in general. As, as yeah, per it's usual. Just now with more budget yeah. and less censorship. <laughs> anyway, so let's get started with the director and writer. Luckily, there's only one person who handles all of Fairy Tale at Funimation. 
Okay, sometimes two, but that other person isn't here. So for the director and the writer of this film, it is Tyler Walker. He does not have his little buddy Kyle Phillips with him. Not for this time. So Tyler Walker, as a director, has also directed all of the fairy tale anime, Luck and Logic, and 91 Days. As a writer, he did write some of Fairy Tale Samurai Warriors, and he did the scripts for Ace Attorney. So your thoughts on the direction and writing? You can also use this time if you've seen the fairy tale dub uh, to maybe comment about it on, as a whole. Because honestly, guys, this is the only time we're going to talk about the dub of fairy tale. More than likely, it's going to be the only time we talk. That's about fairy tale. that's not hundred percent accurate. You have to remember we covered fairy tale okay, zero true. a few years this back. This is the last time. Yeah. True facts. The, we'll, we'll say the original time, the original story, the original. In the present day, in the present time, in this present place. Ha, 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 ha. Is that oh, what that's yeah, from? I've yeah. never seen Lane. Present day, present time. Ha, ha, I've never ha, seen ha. Lane. We need to fix that. <laughs> Hardy, go ahead, because you're usually the that. one who goes first of all this. Also, me, I think you're the only one of the three of us who's actually watched the entire anime. That is true. Yes. That is true. And so on that subject, uh, I will just basically fairy tale in general. Um has been known to have one of the stronger dubs of the long-running shonen types. Um, unlike some of them, such as Yu Yu Hakusho or Dragon Ball Z, uh, which had certain strong performances, but also several weaker ones, Fairy Tale, I find, is a bit more consistently good. Uh, it's not perfect by any means, but, I mean, then again, no dub is. And I think for this particular film, everything seems re very well put together and directed. Um, and I just, I don't really have any, any negative things to say about it outside of a few performances. But uh, in, in general, as, as far as the dub is concerned, it's pretty good. So as someone, I don't, in terms of fairy tale, because for people who may or may not remember, last year, much of the group was trying to accomplish the hashtag year of fairy tale situation. I got as far as Grand Magic Games. You got to the beginning of it. I got to the end of it. I got to the start of Grand Magic Games, and then I just, too much shit, and I, could, and I got so far behind, I couldn't do it anymore. Um, but So I at least have an understanding, at least, of the tone and the feel of the show itself. And with Dragon Cry, how it was directed and scripted, it doesn't feel like it's a full-length film to me. It just feels like it's an extension of the show. Like, it's a, just, a, just a couple of regular episodes put together to make a runtime of a film. So the feel and the tone of it, I can appreciate that it's still consistent with the show itself and it doesn't deviate or take any liberties just because it's a film and it has a film's budget rather than a TV series. So I can appreciate that a lot. And um, like Hardy was saying, it's it's not the most, it's not a perfect show, not a perfect dub by any stretch, of the, by any means. But something that Fairytale does have present, I feel, is a lot of heart to it. it. This is a show where there's a lot of sincerity and a lot of heart to it. Uh, sometimes it's really dumb <laughs> and does stupid things on occasion, but 
with it having so much heart with it, you can really get invested with the show um, very easily. And there were points where I really got invested in the show and in the movie too, in this case. Um, so to keep that consistency between the show and this film and make it feel like it's not even a film to me, I really appreciate that. And because Tyler Walker, he is amazing as a director. I mean, because. As Megan said, he directed 91 Days, yes. but he also directed Bacchino back in the day. So he's a ve- he's he's a very very strong director. So trusting him with the franchise in general, I think, was a very very good move on his part because a lot of the performances are distinct. A lot of the uh, writing is consistent. It does get you the chuckle here and there. Uh, so, some people might have more laughs than others depending on what's going on and your enjoyment of the franchise, I should say, in general. Um, but the film also gives uh, gets a few laughs out of you, too. Uh, but in general, in terms of the directing and writing of the film, I like that it still stays consistent with the tone of the show, and it doesn't deviate from that same tone just because it's a film. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. So I, I do like the directing and writing on the film. Oh boy. Um, I have a very love-hate relationship with Fairy Tale. There are arcs of it that I absolutely adore. Like, oh god, I'm forgetting. Is it Adelis is the one where they go to the world? Yeah. Yeah. Like, Adelis, yeah. Adelis is, is like the best part of the That's show. It could have ended like right after that and I would have been it's fucking fantastic. fine. Um, like, there is stuff I really love, like the Edelus arc. There is stuff I absolutely hate, which would be the introduction to Wendy arc. Fuck that shit. And also that one episode of Grand Magic Games, which is literally all of the girls posing in an arena, including the five-year-old. Fuck that shit. That being said, Fairy Tale is a dub that I, when I started it, um, it's a show that really has a lot of what are now either the introductions for a lot of people to certain actors or it's what cemented them Mm -hmm. as a star. And sometimes I don't necessarily like a lot of those performances at points because it's, it, it might just be the show because fairy tale walks a very frustrating line with me. That is either absolutely sincere and absolutely balls to the wall, crazy and enjoyable or absolutely degrading and frustrating, especially if you don't like the way that the girls are written in fairy tale like me. That's my biggest issue with the show. That being said, Tyler Walker does a really good job directing and writing it, and across the board, a lot of his casting choices are very creative and very, um, they're almost iconic to his style now. And it's a style that he's also passed on to yeah. uh, Kyle Phillips who was his protege, basically, and his mm. assistant oh, yeah, on right. Fairy Tale for a long, long time. Um, if I'm correct, it is kind of the fault of Kyle Phillips and Tyler Wa- well, Tyler Walker and Kyle Phillips that we have, uh, for example, Dawn Bennett as a Funimation regular. Because I believe Froche was her first role. Um, I do feel like the movie is really, in, like Steph said, an extension of what makes the dub for the show really good. Um, I do like a lot of the uh, actors that they pulled in as resources and the way that they are used, but also frustrated that they, unfortunately, because of 
like season three is coming out sometime after i think october of this year right i believe um, so yeah it's coming out this fall the final season i know the final season right before the end of the month Alright, I, I just want to see how this ends so I don't have to go back and watch the anime. Um, I'm sad that because of the way that simuldubs work, that they potentially can't be in the simuldub of the, fa- the final season, because it's fairy tale, and with every new arc, there's like 10,000 one-off characters that just get added. Um, I will say that I think mm. if I watched the sub of this movie, I wouldn't have enjoyed it as much as I did watching the dub. There's a lot of really fun writing things in it, yeah. uh, including the term... Gradar. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> I love uh, it. But there's just a lot of That's great. Like it also be this god. When did the first anime dub end? Like a couple years ago? Uh Oh god, cuz the cuz the the second ver- the second one um that followed Grand Magic Games was I want to say it was 2014, 15, maybe. Like, the, I mean, the show itself. Like, it's been a couple years. No, I'm just saying that when that, that when that second series, quote unquote. Well, no, the second series literally picks up. It's like, oh, hey, by the way, the first anime ended at Grand Magic Games. Surprise, we're back. Uh, but no, if even if these actors had been away from the characters for the returning cast, it felt like they just walked back into the character themselves. So it's it's not it's a good it's a right. good solid dub of a movie of a of a solid dub for the show. Um, that being said, are we ready to move on? Yes, please. please. Cool. So we're gonna move on to our first group of characters, which are movie only characters, and I believe they are the three stars of the Stella Kingdom. Because yes. ha Stella means star, guys. Oh wow! Woo. By the way, Fiore means flower. The flower, they literally live in the flower kingdom. And on your left, the mushroom kingdom. Um, it's me, Mario! Oh, fire magic! Also, be their plumbers or magic. And may or may not be dragon slayers. <laughs> Just saying. Uh, so, group one is the. Th- I've got the fire in my belly! <laughs> Luigi just keeps stripping yes. down and using ice magic. Done. Okay. <laughs> it's a stiff. <laughs> Stop looking at the cannoli. <laughs> we just keep making it worse. Uh, so the gr- the three stars include Gapri, who may as well be Evil Sonic the Hedgehog, Doll, a big muscly man who likes his plushies, and Leg Day. I mean Swan, the quote unquote Leg Wizard, <laughs> who honest to God is actually the most attractive female character in Fairy Tale. Please step on me. <laughs> I, okay, I literally leaned over to Hardy after the movie. I was like, holy shit, Swan is hot. And you remember that. Were you sitting next? I thought you were sitting next to Noah. Oh, yeah, that's, uh, no, well, okay. In Noah's defense, Noah was asleep next to me the whole movie. <laughs> and he fully admits <laughs> that. how invested he was in the Well, show. to Noah, be fair, he had driven 16 hours, hours. to get there, so he needed fair. a nap. fair. No, but Swan, who is quote-unquote the leg wizard and essentially gets to have a fan service battle against Urza. So, playing Gapri is Nathan Sharp, playing Dahl is Bob Carter, and playing Swan is Christina V. Nathan Sharp, besides being known as Nate Wants to Battle on YouTube for his fabulous music, is also Yoshika... Oh, God. Yoshichika Sugri in Luck and Logic, Marcel in Attack on Titan, and... Oh, fucking Christ almighty Japanese names. Uh, 
Miyakawa in The Disastrous Life of Psyche K. Bob Carter, you'll know as Nabu in Guy Ray Zero. Over Justice in Space Patrol Luluko. And just for Hardy, uh, Yashia Ape in Baki the Grappler. Oh, nice. And Christina V, you will know as Shizuka Hattori in Strike, which is the movie. Ishiguro in Mob Psycho 100. And Velvet Crow in Tales of Sisteria the Cross. So, uh, this is probably going to be one of the quicker sections. Mm-hmm. Party, go ahead. Well, basically, they barely say anything, to be perfectly honest. So, yeah, yeah we're going to go through this real quick. Um, as far as Nathan Sharp is concerned, I haven't heard this kind of voice come out from him before. I thought at first it might have been sounded a bit more like Damon Mills, but um, had that sort of like graspiness to his voice, like a little rapscallion kind of guy. But uh, it sounded fine. Rapscallion the hedgehog. Yeah, and the three lines that he says, he sounded perfectly fine. Um, and then you have Bob Carter's JoJo villain. Um, <laughs> tell me he doesn't... Let l- me show you my stand. He is, he is a fucking JoJo's villain. <laughs> he's, a, he's a fucking JoJo's villain. And I can say that because I'm finally watching Stardust Crusaders. Ah, we found the missing lost pillar men. <laughs> the Goo Goo Doll. <laughs> No, he's one of the tarot yeah. cards. He's one of the stand And his his job basically consists of calling out the names of his two dolls, who I forgot what yes. their names are. Like Francois and I something. I think it was Francois. Francois yeah. and something. But, oh, um, by it, the way, can we just talk about the fact that Juvia, like, gets Yandere over two fucking dolls? We're gonna, we're gonna get back to that, but, uh... Because I want to I wanna talk about that. But, yeah... Um, and all three cases, I, I think he didn't really get much to do because that was, he, he has like three lines. And then Christina V kind of got to go a little bit hammy with her role and, uh, and just sort of laugh and, and go semi-psycho. But uh, in general, I mean, there's really not much to talk about because they really don't say much. So I think they all did fine for what, what they had to work with. But uh, yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. Yeah, I kind of have to agree with that. They they are really nice additions to the fairy tale story and the fairy tale lore, um, but because they are essentially underutilized, we we, we see more with um, our next set of characters. Honestly, uh, well, characters after that because we switched it around. You're right. I forgot. Um, but they essentially the main purpose of these three characters is to serve as some kind of foil for the characters we go through with, um, I think, Wendy went against, Wendy and Carlo went against Gabri, uh, Gray and Juvia faced Dolan, and Urza was fighting Swan. So, um, that's really what what these characters are there for. However, that doesn't mean you can't be lazy with the performances, and I really enjoy all these three, three, all three of these performances. Um, Christina, Christina, I did think kind of hammed it up a little bit as Swan. It was a lot of fun for you to hear that. Um, as for Nathan Job and Barb, Bob Carter, I actually haven't really heard either of these two really at all, if anything, or recognize them outright. Um, especially Nathan Sharp. I'm like, holy shit, dude. Um, Nathan Sharp, I know you said it reminds you of Damon Mills, but the character Gopri reminds me of, like, a much more troublemaker kind of Natsu. <laughs> He's Natsu with the tan. Yes. Pretty much. 
it's it's true because look at the character design and it put Natsu's character design next to him. It's come pretty goddamn close. But um, yeah, I really enjoyed Nathan Sharp as Gabri and Bob Carter as Doll. Um, I am interested to see if Nathan Sharp will pop in anywhere else in terms of English dubs and stuff because I really would like to hear him more stuff. Uh, but in general, yeah, I did enjoy these three performances. They were a wonderful addition uh, to the stories, just that unfortunately due to runtime, they don't have any. Yeah, I'll agree with uh, them. I'll be quick about Nathan Sharp. Uh, he was fine as angsty, angry little Sonic the Hedgehog, um, rolling around at the speed of sound, fighting Wendy and Carla. Uh, Bob Carter, uh, I'm a little bit more familiar with. By the way, Steph, please just fucking watch Space Patrol Bulaco. It will take you, like, three hours. I don't know, like an hour and a half. I, I own it. I I own it too, which is the. It'll take you like an hour and a half to watch the show. Um, see, I started. I started the Japanese. I never got to finish it, but now I own. I oh yeah, I do own it. So, uh, he was good as the missing the missing uh, JoJo's character, Goo Goo Dolls. Um, I'll be here all night. Uh, but Christina V. <laughs> holy hell, uh, she was a lot of fun. Like, she was clearly having. A lot of fun kind of doing this very one-off character who might as well serve to be every straight guy and lesbian girl's fantasy dream battle kind of yes between a girl who can change her outfits all the time and legs for days you're not wrong you got a point there i mean as the bisexual in this group i walked out of that theater pleased <laughs> with half of them <laughs> oh we know we, you were very you were very vocal about it I mean, I'm just saying, I have a thing for women who can kick my ass. Sorry, Oh, wait, my boyfriend knows this. He knows that I have a- He knows that I- <laughs> I was about to say, Roots knows Yeah, Roots this, right? knows that I have, like, was... the- Roots was there! Roots That's was right. there. there! And I was gonna say no, though, in real life, he knows that, like, my two biggest female anime crushes- Like, my two biggest anime crushes in women are Akira Mato and Bishamon from Noragami. Yep. Anyway. So, uh, Wizard Leg Urbosa here was pretty fine. Uh, and Christina V had a great time. I do kind of feel bad that, like, these guys kind of got relegated to this movie because I feel like Christina V would be a ton of fun, like, as somebody in the new season. Uh, but obviously she's out in California and so is Nathan and not in Texas, so I don't know how hard that would be to have them, but... They were both really good, and like Steph said, even if you are kind of like these very short with characters for a movie, you still have to bring it. Otherwise, it does kind of bring down the, the movie as the, like, the intensity. Anyway, are we ready to move on to group two? Absolutely. Yeah. We swapped two and yeah, three. Yeah, we swapped two and right? three round because uh, when I put this list together, I thought this next group of characters did more than they Unfortunately, they don't. However, they are—they <laughs> might as well be the actual best characters in all of fairy tales. So, and you're not—you're not wrong. You're not just saying that because you have a huge crush on one of them. Shut your mouth. We all know that. Okay, no. Everybody in the comments can fight me. Who doesn't love the? Who doesn't love the fucking emo angry dragon? And, it, and his librarian <laughs> girlfriend. First of all, one the emo angry dragon slayer is rogue, and I also love him. Okay, I meant in the terms of this film. <laughs> I'm surprised that he could read. The, the anger. Okay, he's he's just the Pen angry slayer. dragon slayer. I mean, that's also Sting and Loxus, but whatever. Um, so we have Levy McGarden, 
Gajo Red Fox, and Panther Lily, aka the actual best characters in Fairy Tale, and at least when you come to Levy and Gajo, the actual best romance in Fairy Tale. Fight me, fight me hard. I ain't fighting you because you're. Because you, you I, I'm not gonna fight you. You'll throw an alligator at me. <laughs> Levy X Red, what? Levy X Gajil is the best romance in Fairy Tale. Fight me, Nalu shippers. Um. Levy Gajil, my OTP. And Panther Lily is the second best and exceed. Only behind one other character in this movie. Yes. Also, because you brought up the, the angriest Dragon Slayer, okay, I'm not gonna lie that my favorite fairy tale video of all time is just clips of Sting synced up to Achievement Hunter Rage, rage Quit clips. Oh my god, I, some, someone showed me that one time. That was the greatest thing. You gotta climb across whatever the fuck this thing is. Anyway, playing Levy is Christy Kang. Playing Gaggio, it's David Wald. And playing Panther Lily, it's Rick Keeling. Christy Kang, you will know as Yuzuki Fuwa in Assassination Classroom, Ayaka Kaminine in Surrey Dure Children, and Perry in Luck and Logic. David Wald, our favorite DILF, fun police, dad of the century, <laughs> low hanging fruit, is Herm <laughs> Herman Luis and Garo the Animation. Surumi and Golden Kamui, and the best people me and Pop Team Epic. I've become evil. <laughs> Let's pop together. Whoa, whoa. Cool runnings. Cool runnings. <laughs> cool runnings. Panther. <laughs> Damn it, you just made me call Rick Keeling Panther Lily. Rick Keeling. <laughs> oh, side note Alejandro Saab and David Wald. Best Popco peep of me team, fuck you, fight me. <laughs> Rick Keeling is Gradadio in Enride, Isaac Weissmel in Phantom, Requiem for the Phantom, and Yukata Yoshido in Joker Game. Uh, so feel free to give your thoughts on Christy, Dave, and Rick, uh, not only in this, but in Fairy Tale as a whole. Okay. Um, first of all, I think. Gajil is just David Wald at his absolute most David Waldness. <laughs> that is just like every single uh, trope that you can associate with David Wald as an actor uh, is perfectly yeah is perfectly identified with Gajil yep. as a character. Uh, so I mean, it's it's he's almost he's played it to the point to where it's like it's iconic as for him like I don't think when I think of David Wald's career I Gajil I think is the character that I associate with him almost instantly so I think I think the same can be said for a lot yeah of, I mean because you know, except for the girls for some dumb reason right except for the girls the girls have other roles <laughs> um, he's just in but, all could, of her trash but anyways yeah I, I really like uh, David Wald as Gajiel. I wish he got to do more in this movie. Um, I know. Well, I mean, it's... At least he got to do more than than Levy. Levy didn't even get to cast a spell. Poor... Levy gets fucked over by a majority of fairy tale. Yeah. I mean, I'm almost surprised that they even brought them in because they don't do much and we never find out what the job they took was. So... I feel like it, I feel I feel I like, feel like job is a cover for banging each other's brains out. I feel like they were brought in because um I'm pretty sure that Gajo Levy is a fan. I favorite think it's mainly because pairing, if anything. 
because yeah that those three are uh, are like a big fan favorite and so they brought him into the film right. but um but yeah I, I really enjoyed david wald as as uh, gaggio i for the other two i have a confession to make i've never really been the biggest fan of christy kang um really i just something about her has always kind of felt a bit flat and but i will say this i do like the sort of energy that she gives levy um sort of makes her very uh, delightful and and uh and cheery and and just cute as a character um so she's got the energy going for her um and Rick Keeling has always kind of sounded like he was reading from the page for me, for Panther Lily. Panther Lily is very matter-of-fact. He doesn't really joke a lot. He just gets to the point. And, um, and while that could... Some actors are able to pull that off and not sound like they're reading specifically from the page. That's one thing I have never gotten from Rick Keeling. To be perfectly honest, I think he he okay. needs a bit more passion in the role. But uh, but yeah, that's just just for this movie and for fairy tale in general. So. Okay, um, I'm gonna start with Panther Lily too, because uh, I have to kind of disagree because I actually really like Rick Killing as Panther Lily. Like he's he's he is like Exceed number two, but behind other Exceed we'll get to eventually. Um, which I know, which I already know who you're talking about, because I have that plushie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, so I think he's a lot of fun. And considering like, going into the show, into the actual show, um, a little bit, his interactions with Happy and Carla specifically, um, it makes for a well-rounded balance between the three to me. Um, to be fair, the three of them don't interact together in the film. But um, typically, like you can tell, they're the, if the three of them are together, you know who exactly who which one is which. Like you know who Happy is, you know who Carla is, you know who Panther Lily is. And even with Panther Lily, if he's with just like Gaggio or in this case Gaggio and Levy, you know which one Panther Lily is. You know, you don't even have to look at the damn screen, especially if you're very familiar with the franchise in general, um, which is a credit to the show itself with with all these very distinct voices and you know exactly who can be who at any point in time um which the same can actually be said about christy as levy where she compared to some of the other female voices in the franchise and in this film uh she i feel like she has a bit of a bit of a warm like bookwormy kind of intelligent tone to her voice where if you were to put her against Lucy, you know you know which one is which. She has a bit of a low... She sounds similar to Lucy, however, she has a lower tone than Lucy does. So you can pick that up, that difference. And of course, if you put Levy next to Urza, start, trust, start contrast in personality, obviously. <laughs> but um, I really enjoy Christy as Levy, and Levy is actually probably one of my favorite characters of the franchise in general. And then... <laughs> Speaking of favorite characters in the franchise, I love Gaggio. He's such a goober, such a goober, and the reason, the one of the big reasons why he's such a goober, and I love this character, is because of David Wald. 
I, I, I have to agree with Hardy that if you were to think, if you were to put David Wall, David Wall's name like out there, the first thing that people would probably associate him with is with Gaja. It's probably the most well-known role he's had ever. Um, and like maybe the same with both of I mean, you're not wrong. Um, but Gajil is also very fun. He's this gruff, like, cocky, cocky, gr gruff, um, I was say confident, uh, tough guy who's, who, uh, <laughs> he, he, he will kick your ass. He doesn't give a shit. He'll kick your ass, but he also has a lot of heart to him. Um, and he also has some fun comedic moments, too. And I'm glad they did this in the goddamn movie. The part where him, Levy, and Panther Lily are in the bar oh, God, yes! and they're eating. Because <laughs> one of the biggest comedic, comedic like, running gags in Fairy Tale for Gajio is the fact that he can play guitar and he tries to sing the stage badly and just pops it out of nowhere, just trying to get attention by playing his guitar and singing badly. And they did it in this movie, and I am so proud of that. <laughs> it's like, sir, you're not a you're not a worker here, are you? It's like, please get him off the stage. Boo this man. He needs oh, to go. God. He needs to go. <laughs> but it was so much fun. Oh. <laughs> like, Gajil is one of my favorite characters in the franchise, and David Wall is a very strong reason for that. So, all three of these performances I honestly really enjoyed a lot. Obviously, the standout is Gajil because fucking reasons. But, um, I, <laughs> I enjoy Step all three. See his black steel, if you know what I'm saying. No, I'm good, fam. Damn it, that joke. Um, no, it didn't fly over my head. I'm just telling you, no, Damn it! <laughs> Damn it, my sex jokes aren't working on her anymore. Me. Oh, no, so I have grown accustomed to it. <laughs> not if I get out the scarves, you're not. Anyway, um, so... I'm gonna punch you? <laughs> I have a new, I have a new ammo. Uh, no, so I'll be, uh, I'll go with Levy and Panther players. Um, I agree with Steph on... A lot of things about them but i will also agree with hardy that when i was first watching the show i wasn't really used to christy kang as an actress i hadn't i haven't watched a lot of stuff that she's actually really prominent in and her voice same actually so i can say that too and her voice is very distinct among the female cast actually all of the girls in fairy tale like the guild have very distinct voices mm -hmm. um yeah. which is really sad because that doesn't really translate over to a lot of the other guilds girls. They all sound very similar at times. Um, and at first it was very jarring and a little bit grating, but I think as Levy grew as a character, Christy's performance through her grew. And it's just a shame that she doesn't get to do any of the cool Levy shit that she does in this. Mm -hmm. Uh, Lily, um, I want him to take me in his strong masculine kitty arms and carry me. <laughs> You have a furry crush. I do not have a furry crush on Panther Lily. <laughs> you clearly, basically, obviously confessed to no, it. No, I'm just saying it'd be really cool if he carried me around. He's not the hottest furry character there is. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Yeah. I mean, uh, Ko if, okay. I mean, if anybody with animal features is carrying me around, it's Kogi from it's Kogi from Togoromko. Big foxy grandpa can take me in his masculine arms. Um, okay, there we go. Fair. Fair. Anyway, no, um, I, I really like him. I just enjoy that he is kind of like this big gruff dude, um, 
And I, I also do enjoy that in the show, I think it's during the Tenro Island, you find out that he's scared of thunder. Yes. And I just enjoy that he yes. sounds like a really, really big dude. Like, he sounds like a big buff dude who you would not fuck with. Like, if this guy came, if Panther, if the voice of Panther Lily came up behind you and told you not to litter, you would clench your balls. You would actually, You'd clench yes. and cover, and it comes out of the tiniest package. And that's really cool, because compared to the other two, uh, all the other X-Seeds, actually, excluding, excluting Freed, who is Lactus's X-Seed, fight me. <laughs> um, I'm not wrong. No, no. I mean, he's Lactus's X-Seed. <laughs> Just get over it. All of the other X-Seeds have very cutie, childy voices. Panther really is a man! He's a goddamn Panther really man. is a goddamn man who drinks his coffee black. Um, and he- <laughs> the, 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 the second closest might be cr- the Chris Guerrero Edelis Okay, version. we don't talk about like Nietzsche. We don't talk about Nietzsche. We don't talk about Nietzsche. <laughs> this is a Nietzsche and Nietzsche free zone for the night. Do not bring that evil into Megan. the house, Ricky Bobby. Megan. Man. Get out of here! Get your fucking hell out of here! You're welcome, boys and girls. <laughs> Never do that again. <laughs> Never do that again in my presence. Shh. Now I know at Anime Fest, I'm going to be like... Punch your balls. I'm going to be asleep at Anime Fest, and Hardy's just going to come up to me, like, over the side, and just from my ear, I'm going to hear it, and I'm going to deck him. <laughs> <laughs> now you have to do it, Hardy. You I don't know. Some of us might want uh, some of us might want some black coffee before we before we wake while we wake up. So yeah, true. Um, but man, no, I really do want to talk about David Waldescaggio because um, I never thought I was going to like this character ever. I mean, the first thing he does the first is thing, yeah, the f- crucify oh, Levy to a tree. So yeah, and her team, right? Like. Yes. Gajil is a big villain for the very be- like I believe like the second arc is one of the, yeah it's one of the first major arcs that he's a big villain. He spends a lot of time atoning for his actions and he's actually like I'm not kidding when I say this that Gajil is the best developed character in all of Fairy Tale. You no you're not and wrong at all. Like, David really Wald gets to grow as this character I think more than any other actor in the show gets to grow as a character. Without mm-hmm. bullshit plot devices. <coughs> Urza et Natsu. <coughs> oh god, something caught in my throat. Um. <laughs> and David Wald, like, it is an iconic performance for him. Like, I know for Steph, I think Dr. Ozaki is probably gonna always take that spot for her. Oh, absolutely it is. I don't think, I, for me, I think it's gonna be Herman Louise. It's always gonna be the thing I like immediately gravitate towards you because that was the first thing that I found David Walden that I super fucking liked him in. That's that's the same thing with me and um, Ozaki from Shigi because that was my first real like exposure to David Wald as an actor and I never even touched Fairy Tale before. But yeah, no, like, so it's so weird for somebody like the two of us coming into this where we know him for something else and he gets to play this character who isn't what we typically associate with him, especially for the, right. the ladies' night group of dub talk where literally david wald is in all of our fucking trash like all of it 
but I'm really sad that he doesn't get to do more in this movie. And, like, of all the, like, fan favorite characters outside of, like, Team Natsu that get added in, like, why couldn't he and Levy get more screen time than the other one? Uh, but no, I, I genuinely like the performance, and I was happy they kind of threw him a little bit of a bone, but yeah. So, are we ready to move on to group three? Yes. Yeah. Oh boy, more villains. Yeah, villains and movie-only characters. So, this group is basically all of the people who are in the movie, only in the movie. And then, after this, it's going to be everybody who's been in the show. It's basically, we're going to start going through Team Natsu. Uh, so. so, there is Animus, the king of Stella, who may or not may or may actually not even be a real person. Um, there is Sonia, who is Animus's servant and who he is intent on protecting, and her magic is being able to sense other people. And then there is Zash Kane. Then there's this, this asshole. <laughs> this asshole. Zash Kane. Where do we start with him? Zash Kane has a sex dungeon. <laughs> Pretty much. Zash Kane has a sex dungeon. Kidnaps, kidnaps girls. women for, for bad demon blood magic. Uh, causes people to fight yep. each other. Has a sex dungeon. Um. Rides on a giant red cat. Did we mention the sex? Did we mention the sex dungeon? <laughs> I think all of us in the theater, like, we all just kind of looked at each other like, what the fuck? We all just collectively just kind of, like, side-eyed each other like, is this actually happening? This is, yes. a, this is a franchise that appeals to, like, teenagers. And then there's Lucy getting ready to, like, be, like, he, like, traipses that, like, that knife lingers on her vagina. Like, right over her crotch. It's so, like, what the fuck? Fuck Mashima! What the fuck, dude? Playing Animus is Michael Stinker Nicholas. Playing Sonia is Erica Mendez. And playing the master of the sex dungeon, I can't believe it's Ray fucking Chase. I call bullshit. Bull yeah, we're getting there. Michael. <clears throat> Michael Stinker. Uh, Michael Stinker Nicholas, you will know as Dagger in Black Butler Book of Circus. Sobe in Samurai 7, and Taki Tachibana in Your Name. Erica Mendez you'll know as Avril Bradley in Gosik. Cracker Griffin in Gundam. Oh my god, I have to get this right. Cracker Griffin in Mobile Suit Gundam Iron-Blooded Orphans, and she is also Young Luke in Garo Vanishing Line. Ray Chase is Moga uh, Mozagus in Berserk 2016. Uh, Tenki Iwafune in K, Return of the Kings, and Sharkhan in Magi. So, uh, Hardy, talk about Animus Sonia and Mr. Sex Dungeon. <laughs> well, I have to say that out of these three, they had probably my favorite performances in the entire film. Because in yeah. all three of them, they all had to play drastically different characters at different parts of the movie. Um... When Sonya has her big reveal, you can, she basically has to have an argument with herself. And I think, and Erica Mendez, we've, we've talked about numerous times on this show and, and just how amazing of a range that she has. It, to go from sweet and innocent Sonya into this very low, almost devilish register when she has her scene, it's, it's really impressive. And Michael Center Nicholas too, to where he has to. I didn't know it was him. 
usually I am very, very, very yeah. good about picking him out. Um, this time, even when he was just norming, nor, bleh, voicing Animus' normal voice, um, I, I couldn't tell it was him. But then when he, yeah. um, then when they had to put him under all the distortion, when Animus, you know, has his big reveal and his transformation, um, that did not sound like Michael Center Nicholas at all to me. That was like completely nope. different. I was like, wow. And then we get to Ray Chase. And then there's this asshole. How the man, oh, God. Ray Chase is 30 years old. He is younger than I am. How he is able to consistently play, pull off the voice of someone in their, well into their 40s, um, I do not know. And older at times. I don't know. I don't know how to do it. Cause he, and who's also probably a chain smoker. Yeah, and because he did this, and then if you've ever watched Be the Beginning, he plays another uh, older guy and the older guy's father. I keep forgetting I need to watch uh, Be the Beginning. Yeah, it's just, it's just, uh, he's got a monstrous range. Talk about. He also plays an older gent, like a guy, like well into his like 40s or 50s, and March comes in like a lion too. Right. So. I don't know yeah. how he's able to do it, but I it is very impressive. And um, I do hope we get to review B, the beginning, because I really want to talk about him there, too. So, yeah, these were my... I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm it's fine. Sorry, it's fine. No, um, but yeah, I just... These are probably my three favorite performances in the entire film. Easy. I can fully agree with that, because despite these being one-shot characters and, and movie-only characters... There is so much complexity to these performances, and you just enjoy them so, so much. Like, Erica Mendez, she has both the compassion for the people of Stella as Sonia, because um, she, her, her big running thing is she sees and hears the souls of these people crying out. They want this to stop. They don't want to fight. They don't want to die. Um, and she's very, very compassionate towards her people. But um, on the opposite hand, you get, like Hardy was saying, basically an argument with herself. Because the key part with when he says that is, um, spoilers, Animus is actually a dragon that t lives inside of Sonya. <laughs> That's a hell of a thing to have inside you. It's like, what do you have inside you? Oh, I just ate a lot of food. I'm pregnant. There's a dragon. <laughs> I dragon. have a dragon. What? And don't ask me how it got no. there. <laughs> don't ask me. It's a long story. Well, it's but, better um, than the eels that swim up there. <laughs> Thank you, Nash and Tara. <laughs> the hippo is a majestic creature. It won't swim up your dick. <laughs> 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 Please watch What the Fuck is Wrong with You. It's so good. Oh, God. <laughs> anyway, um, having Erica, to an extent, I mean, arguing with herself is a good way to put it, but I think how I see it, she basically has to do a pull, pull a split personality disorder because she's both Sonya and then she also has to be Animus. And I loved it. It was very, it was such a great scene. And when she wasn't, fighting with her other self. Um, she's very gentle and very compassionate, and I do enjoy her. 
Cinternik a lot. And I will also agree in terms of Michael Cinternicholas that you can almost not recognize him at all. Like, in one of the few fucking times we get to talk about Michael Cinternicholas, um, I don't want to say this is, this is the first time we're actually talking to him as an actor and not a director. I don't want to say that because I feel like... Uh, we've reviewed your name. Yeah. Right. I am so brain dead. Jesus. I need to go to bed. But, um, one, uh, that's, okay. What, uh, so I am right. One of the few times we get to talk about him as an actor. And, because I'm familiar with his range, this is nothing. This is not Michael Cinder Nicholas. This is one of those times where I, one of these, one of these times I call bullshit. And it's so interesting and fascinating because he's, not only near unrecognizable to me, because I could pick up twinges of it here and there in his tone and inflection that it was him, but considering Animus as a character, both as his human version and then as the dragon, it's full of... He's very troubled, rather dark, and there's a lot of hatred there. Hatred which Erica Mendes has to play off of when she goes through her split personality bit. But Michael is just, I love it. It's fantastic. And you barely recognize him in the role. It's great. Like, if, if I had remembered this when we saw the film last time, I probably would have put in his voice acting Black Magic um, for the year last year. But I completely forgot about it. And then the big thing that I really want to call bullshit on. This is not fucking Rick Chase. <laughs> I'm also sorry if you just heard a hellacious screeching noise. Shinya finally came out and I freed her of her trap. <laughs> no, no, this is... I'm calling bullshit. This is not Ray Chase. I'm used to Ray Chase in Arohara. I'm used to... What other fucking things have I seen Ray Chase in lately? I'm not used to a gruff, scummy piece of shit. I am not used to an asshole named Zash Kane. And I was oh gonna say Yukiatsu is kind of a grubby piece of shit, but not to the same tone as this character. Completely True. different. Like Yukiatsu is a, is a grubby piece of shit, but he's just a stupid, angsty teenager too, right? Mm -hmm. Zash is just an irre irredeemable piece of shit. Like, at least in Anohana, Yukiatsu is redeemable, to, like by the end. Zash is not, <laughs> like by any means at all. He's so unredeemable, and he's so he's he's probably the gruffest tone, not only in the film, but the gruffest and lower bass register that I've ever heard Ray Chase play. And oh my God, he's so convincing as this this very terrible human being, and it's just. I don't want this man anywhere near me. <laughs> I don't want Zash anywhere near me. Like, I don't want to get locked up in the goddamn dungeon. <laughs> Fuck that noise. I ain't going to be part of your stupid demon blood-letting ritual bullshit. I am not the scary that thing, game. The scary thing, Stephanie, is that if he uses his yeah. magic, you won't have a choice. Yeah! Fuck that that's noise! The terrible, that's the most terrifying thought. I'll have to, I, I'm like, I'll, I'll have to, like, make sure I have sunglasses from now on, because clearly that's the one way No, sunglasses, my only weakness! <laughs> that was badass as fuck, is when she just, Lucy just summons Capricorn, <laughs> gets her, her badass equipped, puts on the sunglasses, and then punches him in the face. 
That was the most satisfying thing. Finally, Lucy does something that's useful. Like, after everything Zash has done, because he's, again, an irredeemable piece of shit, that was so satisfying. That was literally, like, the first thing that Lucy had done all movie that was useful. It took, like, almost an hour. Yeah, aside from being a damsel in distress 50 fucking times. Um, and letting us see her ass crack. Yeah. But, yeah, it's... Uh, Ray Chase is probably my favorite performance of the entire film, because... I got so in, so into this character, and I hated this character so much. And I just, I also want to punch him in the fucking face. <laughs> it's, oh, it's so good. So good. I loved it. I loved all three performances, but this is the standout. <laughs> I'll agree definitely in Michael's Sticker Nicholas. I'm not as familiar with his voice, unfortunately. Like, I feel like a bunch of anime that he's been in has just either been stuff that I just don't tend to watch or I maybe missed. Did you ever watch Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles in, like, early 2000s? No. Did you ever watch The Venture Brothers? Okay. No. Damn it. Because he's, he, he's done main... Like, you want to know what the big thing that I, I would remember Michael Stinker Nicholas in? Hitalia. Who was he in He's the Netherlands. Oh. And I, I used to cosplay Belgium, Rabbi. so there's that. Gotta so, no, he that. was really great as not only the animus that is... Uh, kind of this illusionary human in everyone's mind between Sonya and like what the show wants you to see because the show does a the movie does a really good job about hiding that twist with um Sonya be an anim animus being inside Sonya oh my sorry oh my god he not, not, like, not that. like that you pervert oh god that dragon was so big he filled me up so much <laughs> uh, uh, because it's Andrew's birthday and somebody has to be horny on Maine. God damn it! Side note, we're recording the episode on Andrew's birthday. Happy birthday, you motherfucker! Happy birthday, you dirty whore. <laughs> Great to see you at A-Fest there, bud. Like, we should just all sit on- we should just have this playing on background while, like, while we're at the house. Can we? Please. While we're, while we're like, swimming and, like, cooking and God, I kind of wish the movie would have mostly focused on the, the, the Animus and Sonya twist and, like, that shit. Because that was honestly, like, really cool as fuck! And, like, yeah. the idea that Zash probably knew the whole time, but the animators made it look like he was still looking at Animus for all of those yeah. scenes. Like, that was cool as hell. And Michael Stick and Nicholas plays Animus as just, like... There is something very old and chilling about him, despite him ha being, honestly, very Bashonen. Yeah. And Dragon Animus, too. I actually thought they just got a different actor. I didn't know it was yeah, still him. Obvi obviously, there's, like, a lot of... Yeah, but even it. then, like, it felt like they got another person. Exactly. Um, Noctis and his sex dungeon. Shh. <laughs> Cruising around in my automobile. Do, 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 do. <laughs> hypnotizing girls so I can. Hypnotizing girls and putting them in my sex dungeon. Do, 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 do. Uh, no, Ray Chase was slimy, awful, and terrifying, and I hated him. And I hated. I hated Zash Kane, and I walked out of the theater calling bullshit that that was Ray Chase again. Because I had literally <laughs> just seen him at a con two weeks before! 
And he is not very, he's a very young guy. A very good looking young guy and Zash Kane I want to destroy. And he's creepy and terrifying <laughs> and hammy as hell. Like Zash, Ray Chase chews every scene that Zash Kane is in. There's absolutely zero subtlety to Zash Kane. No, not even a little. There is no subtlety to this character. Like, like the introduction to Zash Kane is about as unsubtle a way to start a movie as humanly possible. And that he mind controls a bunch, he flicks up a cigar in the air, mind controls a bunch of people to kill each other, and it goes, "Come on, that was fun." Mamma mia! Look at my look at my cigar. <laughs> Now the kingdom of Fiori is a dead. Oh god damn. I slayed a bunch of away to tigers. He's evil Mario. He's Wa he's he's Wario! There we go! He's Wario! Wario is evil, but Wario is not sex dungeon evil. <laughs> Nor is Waluigi. Get it right. We all know Bowser has the sex dungeon. <laughs> True facts, but 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 he but Bowser doesn't have the mustache, so. I mean it, he, he can get one if he wanted. Um, just kill a bunch of Goombas and string them together. Um, <laughs> oh my god! Tonight on Top Talk, we talk about the ways to make Goomba into fashion. But no, Ray Chase was great. But man, to me, my actual favorite performance of the movie is uh, Erica Mendez as Sonia. Because she plays the very soft, sweet, naive, like, little girl Sonia. And then the plot twist happens. And she gets, like, kind of sexy evil Sonia. Like, kind of Animus is like, I've been locked in this body for years. Let's get it on. <laughs> not like that. In that he, will... except not in the sex way. But like, there's just this this like power just oozes out of every like word that she says, and it's just really fucking cool. And it's it's really nice when you can tell that a different personality is inhabiting a body. And it's still the same actor, and it's one of the things that really, like, another really big example for me, and it's probably why it's one of my favorite performances from this actor, is, uh, it's why I like Micah Solisod as, uh, Black and Blank in Blood Blockade Battlefront, and they didn't have an actor play, and one of the things I really want to appreciate about Tyler Walker as a director is that they didn't, Erica Mendez can do male voices, Erica Mendes plays boys. Like, right, she does. Animus, Animus would have been a little bit too older, because she usually tends to play, like, younger boys. But they could have gotten an actor who could have played a teenage boy pretty convincingly and had them play both Animus and Sonya. Like, they actually just did that in Blood Blockade Battlefront in the Japanese, and that black, white, and blank are all just played by Rei Kugamiya. Or Kugiyama. Mm. Um, so I appreciate that Fairy Tale Dragon Cry didn't do that, and it made the twist a lot easier to hide. Because, like, I, I've seen the movie, like, once, guys, and it blindsided me then, and it blindsided me even though I knew what happened. So, and I think Erica Mendes' performance really plays into that, and the direction on her and just her using her tools as an actress helped really well and brought this character to life. Because, honestly, like I said, the entire movie could literally just be about, like, Zash, Animus, and Sonia and have nothing else for fairy tale. Like, none of the other fairy tale characters could be in it, and this movie would be fucking awesome. So, are we good to move on? Yes, yes, we're kind of running a bit long. Are, 
Okay, yeah, let's... We kind of are running a bit long, and we still have three fucking groups. Yeah, well, we're about to do a duo. It's time for everyone's favorite adorable member of Fairy Tale, Wendy Marvel and her ex-seed, Carla. Oh, shit, hold on. I gotta grab, like, I gotta grab Carla. Carla! Panther Lily's laying around here somewhere. I don't have one because we haven't found me a Frosh plushie yet. Yeah. Because that's the thing, is I get Frosh because... Sorry, I had to go grab my car. Hardy gets Panther Lily because Hardy's a man. Gajio's my favorite Dragon Slayer, but my other favorite actual character in the show is Rogue. So, and Garrett Storm's playing him is awesome. And it's actually one of the two characters that turned me around on him as an actor. Um, Carla. Anyway, so play Wendy Marvel, everyone's favorite, uh, I believe, Wind Dragon Slayer, right? Right. Uh, Wind yes. Dragon Slayer is Brittany Karbowski, and her ex seed Carla is played by bitchy Mary Poppins. I mean, Jade <laughs> Saxton. <laughs> okay, look, Jade herself described Carla as bitchy Mary Poppins. This is also true. Brittany Karbowski, you will know as Asahi Hinagiri in Alice in Zoroku, Kaguya Yamai in Data Live 2, and Luluko in Space Patrol Luluko. Jade Saxon, you'll know as Matome Meonaka in Akiba's Trip the Animation, Alfred in The Heroic Legend of Arslan, and Akita Toshiro in Token Rambu Hanamaru. Hardy, go ahead. Sure. Um, I'm going to be rather brief on this. Uh, Wendy is basically just an amalgam of almost every little girl that Brittany has ever played. Um, and that's not a bad thing, because she plays it very well, and... This is just not not just here in the movie, but also in the show in general. Wendy has always been very sweet and gentle and just she I think she's basically become the heart of the fairy tale guild pretty much. And um, and yet you all meme her to fucking hell and back. <laughs> ravioli, ravioli, don't loot the dragon slayer lowly. So <laughs> what the fuck am I reading? <laughs> like my favorite reaction image you have (laughs) but uh, but anyways yeah um she's able to bring out a lot of warmth and gentleness to the character and and when wendy does have her moments of badassery uh especially here in this movie um dragon force wendy dragon force wendy yes and and human carla um Magical girl Carla, to be more specific. Oh, yeah. My favorite thing was in the movie theater when that happened and everybody in her group was like, the fuck? Because <laughs> nobody understood because I hadn't seen that far in the show. And I'm like, what the fuck just happened? But anyways, yeah, I think Brittany plays plays Wendy rather well. And like I said, just with David Walden Gaggio, it's become very iconic, uh, very iconic to her character as a point. Um Jade Saxon as Carla. This is the most unique role I think Jade has ever played because she has played, she has a a rather decent range, Um, but there have been characters who sound very similar. Like you can tell, hey, that's Jade Saxton. Carla is different because no other character she plays has ever sounded like Carla. And I think that's one of the good things is that she can point to this specific tone of voice and this and say it belongs to this character. If you hear her voice as Carla, you can say no other character sounds quite like that. And I had to commend Jade for that because she brings the sort of 
you know, sassy nanny, um, very, you know, friend rusher. Friend, <laughs> not that much, no. God damn. Wendy, Wendy, what are you doing? <laughs> Never do that again. Or, no, no. I want you to do one thing in that voice. What? Do Ichi as man in the friend dressing voice. <clears throat> man. <laughs> that sounds like a dance. Party has finally hit his true form. Man. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I, I like these these two, and um, they're they play off each other very well. They're just so adorable together. So. They're the heart of the crew. What to say about Wendy as I hold Carla fleshy in I kind of have to agree with what you were saying about Brittany as Wendy and how Wendy is kind of the heart of the guild. Only to a certain extent because arguably I can also, you could probably also say Natsu because he's such a hothead and just his don't give up attitude also kind of influences things a lot. But, um, Wendy definitely has... Wendy's a child. She's a fucking child. And Brittany brings about a very strong childlike quality to her. Um, where she has, she has a lot of innocence to her. Uh, but she does kind of understand some things here and there. Uh, for example, in the beginning when Lucy and Natsu were talking and they just end up getting very close together in the faces and uh, Wendy comes and she's like oh my god you were having a moment I'm sorry and Lucy's like no we weren't um so she's she may be a child but she she at least understands some things um but Brittany does have a very childlike quality to her and I love I, I do like enjoy it a lot though at first when I watched the show it took me a bit of time to adjust to it because unfortunately it was one of those situations where it I wasn't accustomed to that kind of character from Brittany only and I wasn't a huge fan of Wendy at first but I, I'm much more I, I enjoy it a lot more now than I did back then and as for Carla Jade Jade's Jade's portrayal of Carla is very interesting in terms of not just voice but personality and her dynamic with the other care all the other characters specifically though if we're talking between her and happy where if you put these two characters side by side happy and carla happy's a lovable doof carla she has a lot of dignity to her like she's very proper and she's very intelligent uh and a lot of dignity to her that i've really enjoyed jade portraying with the character and um She's also such a very good mentor for Wendy and also a very good guide. Because the Exceeds, that's what they are essentially for the Dragon Slayers, is they are these these guides to them and try to help them through all this stuff. And Carla does a hell of a better job than Happy ever could. <laughs> for damn sure. And I, I, I really also enjoy Jade as Carla. She's one of my favorite characters from the franchise as well. Um, hence the Carla plushie would also be, but also be because if the three OGs were any of these exceeds, I would probably most likely be Carla. <laughs> did you, did, did anyone else notice, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but uh, did anyone else notice that when she transforms into magical girl Carla, the voice slightly changes? Yes, it does. It does. It mm -hmm. does. 
it does change slightly and I do enjoy that a lot because it makes it it's a slight change but it makes it distinguishable between these these two forms that Carla has so I do enjoy that a lot but I I do like both these performances I do Megan uh no oh god uh sorry while you were talking <laughs> Andrew sent me really funny my hero art of Todoroki frying an egg on himself <laughs> <laughs> I think I've seen that one. Nice. No, it's uh, it's one with all the Todoroki siblings, because Todoroki has like three older siblings, and it's like I guess like a happy universe where their dad wasn't a total dick and tore them apart. And it's like the sister's nice. like, "Mom's out with friends right now. What do you want for dinner? Oh, you guys are animals." And there's just like bacon on two of them, and just like Todoroki's covered with like bacon and fried eggs. I'll send it to the OG <laughs> chat because it's adorable as sin. That's great. Just, just Todoroki's face is just fucking hilarious. So I sent it to my other friends, and my friend Haku, whose birthday was yesterday, said, no Lord knows if I had heat powers, that's exactly how I would have used them. Yeah. yeah. It's just making bacon on myself. Yeah, it's like, um, you kind of wanted to put together sort of a, uh, a My Hero equivalent of Jackass, where all the kids just do stupid stuff. Yeah, they just do stupid shit. And, like, one of them is like, I think that's one of them, too! It's like, they're all freaking out as Todoroki, like, fries an egg on himself. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's like, that, the only thing that's better than that was, uh, the conversation one night between Hazu and Sarah that Sarah put up on Twitter, where Hazu asked if Ida would top or bottom, and her response would Ida would say, that's against school regulations. <laughs> And you know it's not wrong. You know that's not wrong. That's how we'd answer. Mm -hmm. Wow. And you know that's also how Carla would answer. Because it's against Magic Guild registration. <laughs> no, um, Brittany Karbowski is just adorable Brittany Karbowski in this. And I actually bring this up in the Monster Musume episode. Is that I can't ever actually hear Brittany Karbowski be in, like, fan service shows as, like, the lolly character. Because I keep going back and hearing Wendy. It sort of tainted you for life? Yeah. Monster Musume was awful for me because of- Yeah, Mom Musume for her was a horrendous time. So no, but Brittany Kerbowski just, it, like, Wendy, he, hearing how confident Wendy is in Dragon Cry. Mm-hmm. Uh, as opposed to when she first started and was very much kind of a crybaby. Uh, it yeah. was really great. And seeing her use Dragon Force was badass as fuck. Um... So no, I've I've come to enjoy really Brittany Karbowski in this. I do want to go back and try to finish Fairy Tales anime just so I can say it could. So I just don't really have much to say on that. Uh, Carla Carla is like my favorite female character in all of Fairy Tale, and a lot of people rag on her because she's kind of this bitchy Mary Poppins. But like, she's Mom Chan. She's Wendy's Mom Chan. She is Mom Chan. She's also very, very competent. But you guys are totally right. Like no other Jade Saxon character sounds like Wendy Mar like uh like Carla. Like mm -hmm. it's the almost exact opposite of Brittany Karbowski as uh, Wendy, where right a lot of little girls like for me I associate that with Brittany Karbowski's Wendy voice, but nothing else Jade Saxon does sounds like Carla, and that's really cool. Uh, especially with how much anime Jade Saxon's in. So, I I enjoy this. I enjoyed her performance in this getting to kind of, like, sass people. And also becoming a magical girl and getting, like, a slightly, like, haughty, um, dare dare voice for her magical girl form, if you know what a dare dare mm. is. So, but I'm good to move on. Are we good to move on? Yes, please. Yeah. Fuck this section. 
Um, <laughs> let's talk about my two least least favorite characters and actually my favorite member of the Nasu team at once. Urza Scarlet, Grayful Buster, and Juvia Loxar. Oh god. Here we go. Hope your Gradar is ready. Damn it. <laughs> she saw his penis. <laughs> That's a penis! It's true. Yeah, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, A1 Studios. You let us see Lucy's ass crack, but you won't let us see Grays, you bastards. Give us the lady, give us ladies gray service. <laughs> God damn it, we get enough as is with him stripping all the fucking time. I want to see Gray's dick. His little icicle. I want to see his ice pick. <laughs> Can we move No. Because <laughs> Ursa Scarlet is played by Colleen Quickenbeard. Gray, Full Buster is played by Newton Pittman. And Julia Loxar is played by Brita Palencia. Uh, Colleen Quickenbeard, you will know as Momo Yazarozu in My Hero Academia. Titania in the Ancient Magus Bride. Ha 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 ha. And Ashra Maru in Sarah for the End. Newton, uh, Newton Pittman, you will know as Vano Clemente. Got fucking screwed in 91 days. Uh, Zwai in Phantom Requiem for the Phantom and Ryu Yamada in Yamada and the Seven Witches. Brita Palencia, you'll know as Ennis in Bakano, I Enma in Hellgirl and Juliet in Romeo X Juliet. Did you just turn into Finico for a second there? <laughs> Stop it! Hardy, are you okay? Yeah, I'm alright. Do you want me to turn into ferret coat? No, no. <laughs> no, please don't. Or else I'll do the man voice again. No, no, I'm sorry. Behave. Okay. I'll behave. Hardy, go ahead. All right. Um, not much to say. I think I'm being a broken record again that as far as Urza goes, this is the voice that you associate. This is the character you associate with Colleen more than pretty much... At this point, pretty much any other character I can think of, because she is rather iconic as Urza. The problem I have with it is this, she uses her Urza voice for several other characters. And that's why I've, I, I love Colleen as an actress, but I'm kind of hesitant to, to want to hear her in certain roles because I feel like we're just going to be hearing Urza Scarlet again. Um, but I mean, she plays Urza very well. I mean, she is, I can't think of anyone else I would have cast her as, but you know, that's, that's just my one, my one critique is that she's so iconic as Urza. Now you go into this other character. Oh, Hey, it's Urza. Um, I'm getting off track here, but I mean, Colleen is basically Urza at this point, and she always will be. I wouldn't cast her as anyone else. Um, Newton Pittman doesn't really do a whole lot of voice acting. I think mainly because he's a registered nurse, and it's, this is sort of a hell yeah. Yeah, he's sort. This is just sort of his um, off his, his second side job. side job. Yeah, but um, he's very good as Gray. Uh, he could add a little bit more emphasis, I guess is the word more. Um, But I mean, he, once again, you know, the the voice is iconic to this character. Like you hear Newton Pittman uh, in pretty much anything is, oh, hey, it's Gray Fullbuster, Um, which I will give him some credit. 
Um, I was very impressed by his uh, role as Twice in My Hero Academia because he got to play something drastically different than what he usually does. He was basically anime Deadpool, and um, I was really, really impressed with that. Uh, and the one standout for me here is Brina as Juvia because some people really hate this character, and I completely understand why. Um... But yeah, um, I, I actually like Juvia to be honest, and I like how I'll explain why I don't like her. Right. When I talk. Yeah, I know she she has lots of problems, and she probably needs to go see a shrink. But I do admit that I enjoy Juvia as a character. Um, obviously, she is gray. Uh, focused. She she likes gray a whole lot. Let's just put it that she way. She is gray sexual. She is gray sexual, yes. And um, I like how when Brita gets to really ham her up when she gets, when she either feels threatened that someone's taking Gray away from her or or she gets lovey-dovey. And, and her scene at the beginning where she, she imagines that she's sort of seducing all the people, including Levy and Panther Lily. Yep. Uh, I, did, I can't believe Juvia Lockstar is a bisexual furry. But, but the moment <laughs> that I most enjoyed from her performance in this film, and I think you could probably guess it, is when Juvia effectively turns into Yuno. Oh, God. From Future Diary. God. Oh, God. Oh, yeah, because of two dolls. Because of two... She, she is knocked uh, nearly unconscious, and in her... In her days, she hallucinates that these two small dolls are actually two pretty women coming after Grey, and she goes full yandere and turn. And from that moment, it was just Brina playing Yuno all over again. And uh, she does little heart-shaped water attack and everything, <laughs> and nearly destroys a building. Yep. But anyways, yeah, I mean, that's all I have to say at this point. I am more critical of these performances, but I think they are so iconic to these characters, I would not cast anyone else to play them. So. Okay. Um, where do I even start? I have a confession to make. Not the biggest fan of Yunogasai. <laughs> no, really, tell us more. I'm also not the biggest fan of Brina Palencia playing Yunogasai. This is also speaking of watching the show like three, four years ago. Side note. Um, <laughs> so, her, uh, her Juvia, it wasn't just the one scene where she completely snaps as Yandere. It was a good amount of the performance in the film itself that reminded me a lot of, you know? Like, because Juvia is very, very obsessive. <laughs> like, she's very obsessive over Grey. But the big thing with Juvia, and thankfully this sets Juvia apart from Yuno, is that Juvia has a lot of energy and pep to her. It, it's more, it, it's not a darker yandere. It's just... It's played for laughs. It's played for laughs, which kind of saves it a bit, because again, I'm not really, you know. um, But the, the full-fledged the full yandere part where she destroys the fucking dolls is great. Um, but... Brina as Juvia has always been... Juvia... Juvia, unfortunately, I feel like... 
in the franchise and kind of in the movie it shows us too she ends up being the butt of the joke part of the time which which Juvia is more than that and I it's kind of disappointing that the franchise turned her into a joke at points but it's still a lot of fun like she she definitely has a lot of energy uh, she's very obsessive yes but she does have a lot of sincerity to her and Brenda does portray that very well um, as for Urza and Colleen, Colleen is, Colleen's Urza is probably one of the more mature female characters in the show. Um, and one that has, that shows or portrays a lot of strength to her. Um, but you do see also that Urza, uh, it, it, this is, this is realized in the film at least, she, despite her being a strong person, she does have she does have a softness to her. She does have a girly side to her. And, um, she's also very mature, and, and Colleen, there's a lot of personality traits to Urza, and Colleen just portrays all this flawlessly to me. And as for Newton Pittman as Grey, he's an interesting one, because like you were saying, we almost never see him in anime. It's one of those rare things. And, of course, this is one of those situations that because of that, when anyone talks about Newton Pittman, you're going to immediately talk about Grey. <laughs> like, right off the bat. And, because this is the most iconic role that he's ever done. And, I... <laughs> Grey is such a goober. <laughs> such a goddamn goober. Because, with Grey, he... He's very snarky and he has this confidence to him. Uh, I don't want to say this. I don't want to say this suave swagger to him because that's not the right way to put it. And he's also not cocky. He has this air of confidence to him, and he's very, very snarky and combative with Natsu in particular. And as a balance, basically as a balance between him, Natsu, and Urza, it's a fun, fun dynamic and a fun interaction between those three in particular. Um, and any 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 time Gray all of a sudden magically appears in just his boxers is the most hilarious thing in the world. Cause he's like, wait, when did that happen? <laughs> like, are you fucking serious? No, when they were when they first took the dragon cry, they're running through the streets of the kingdom of Stella, and when when Gray is getting involved, he's he's approaching these guards to attack them. While he's doing that, he's stripping off his fucking No, his, clothes. his clothes are getting shot off by arrows. Fuck That's yeah, bitch. Something like that. And then later on, when they're all sitting at the campfire, and he's like, oh, it's so cold up here. And then Nelson's like, well, why don't you put on some damn clothes? And he's like, wait, when did that happen? <laughs> like, it's like hours later. It's like, you're stupid. It's wonderful. And, um, Gray is the best Newton. member of Team Natsu, fight me. Gray is the best member of Team Natsu, fight me. But he's he's, he's he's a joy to watch, and I enjoy Newton Pittman a lot. I enjoy all three of these, but of course Newton Pittman is Gray. is probably my favorite. Oh god, let's get Gray out of the way, because I have a lot to say about the other two, because I actually, they're like two of my least favorite anime characters ever. Like, I do not like them. Oh boy. Um, I love Nuna Pittman as Grey. I wish Nuna Pittman was in more anime. Same. But he has an actual cool real life job. As, well, okay, that's what you say. Nuna Pittman has a really cool job that isn't voice acting. 
which is being a registered fucking nurse, and that's metal as hell to me, that this man one day could take care of a kid and just do the gray voice and make the kid feel better. <laughs> and that would be baller as fuck. <laughs> oh, God. And I love him as Grey because Grey, to me, has to kind of have a chill tone to his voice. Because if I yes. feel like if you put too much into it, he becomes kind of as obnoxious as Natsu is. Yeah. And that's why that's why I was saying earlier that dynamic is very, very good. And, and like important. if it's and I will admit this is iconic for him because yeah, this is like the first thing I think of when you talk about new department. It's like, right. oh, he's grey in fairy tale. I da 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 Like I'm still fu- I'm not finished with 91 Days. I'm still fucking pissed at what happened to his character. Fuck you, Austin Tyndall. Um, ah, you, you're, you're gonna be mad at about us. Oh, yeah. I, I, I haven't even gotten to the goddamn lasagna scene <laughs> yet. No, not that. Everyone keeps telling me to brace myself for lasagna. Mmm, pasta. Well, there's, you, you do have to brace yourself for lasagna, but there's other stuff. Oh, I already know that Corneo loses his goddamn Skittles. Um, no, not that. Anyway, but no, like, I love, I love Dean Pittman. I loved him in this movie. Like, I love how doofy Grey is at times, and how he, but he never, like, there's an aspect of his, of the way that he plays Grey, where Grey never is not taking himself 100% serious. True. Like, Grey is always playing, like, he always plays Grey, that Grey is 100% serious about what he's fucking doing. Regardless of the circumstance, unless Juvia is around, to which Brita Palencia makes Juvia likable to me, because without Brina's energy and the way that she understands this character, Juvia is borderline unlikable as fuck. Like, Juvia has really cool aspects to her character. Like, she fought. Like, I think it's. When Loxus is being a supreme butthole. When is he not being a supreme butthole? That's the thing. After Tenro Island. True facts. Um, when he takes over the town for the festival. Right. Juvia gives up herself to break free of Freed's thing, I think. I think, yeah, she sacrifices herself because she likes everybody. But for right. some reason, the fucking that's right. It was um, it was um, Juvia and Kana, right? Specifically, Juvia does it so Kana can let Kana can go ahead, right? And like on Tenro Island, when Meredy connects herself, she walks Meredy out of killing Gray. But the show thinks it's fun, and like the series thinks it's fun to be like, hey. Juvia should just be a Yandere for Grey all the time, and it pisses me the fuck off. Like, I hate the fact that Juvia is the butt of a joke when she's a really cool character and concept. Also, B, she was powerful enough to be with it on the same level as Godzilla at one point. Like, everyone forgets that. But yeah, ever everyone, since she's everyone forgets that Juvia and Godzilla were like were they were part evil. of the the same like four thing. And, like, everyone yeah. forgets that because all Ju- the second Juvia saw Grey it started getting wet for him, like, her personality just, like, kind of fucking disappears. Unless, like, they're like, oh, yeah, Juvia's strong. We have to remember that. But Brina Palencia puts, like, puts a lot of heart into the performance and a lot of nuance. Even when Juvia is being 
like a crazy Yandere, and hey, Brenda Palencia is really good at playing crazy Yandere, so it's icon an iconic performance for her. And if she needs to be associated with any Yandere, I'd rather her be associated with Juvia over Yuno. And oh, true facts. Oh God, Colleen is Urza. Um, Colleen plays Urza fine. I do agree with Hardy that sometimes, like, I don't have the same issue that Hardy does where I hear Urza and everything because I didn't watch Fairy Tale until I watched a lot of other things that Colleen's in. I just don't like this character because, no offense, I think Urza's a Mary Sue. She is very um, much a Mary Sue, yeah. She's a Mary Sue. She very much She's is. a Mary Sue. I'm sorry. Like, and the other thing that they do with her is they also, like, infantilize her trauma because... Urza's been through some shit, and the show likes to make jokes about it at times, and I'm just like, please stop. Like, yeah. Like, hey, fairy tale, can you stop treating your female characters like absolute garbage sometimes? Um, the, the, but Colleen doesn't- Go ahead. What? Go ahead. No, go ahead, you first. Well, no, here's the thing, is that Urza sort of has been championed by the fan base as this strong female character, because she actually wins all of her fights. And so, while that is admirable- Unfortunately, she seems to be the only female character who wins all of her fights. All the others, especially when we get to Lucy, because good. Poor fucking Lucy. Um, here's the thing. By the way, making Urza win every fight doesn't make her a strong female character. It makes her badly written. Mm-hmm. Very true. But Colleen doesn't We're not here to talk about the writing, but Colleen does a really good job making uh, Urza palatable. Uh, for even, like, for me, like, again, Urza's a character, like, in the Japanese, I don't think I would have liked the performance, because I don't like the character, and Colleen makes listening to her a lot easier, and I will admit, Colleen does a really good job, um, the first time we- I'm- what the fuck is Tattoo Face's name? Uh, oh, Jalal. Oh, uh, Jalal. I'm Jalal! He's Jalal! That oh, oh yeah. He's Jalal. Is anybody else in here, Jalal? Ma'am, I'm leaving. I'm leaving. I'm Jalal. Oh. I'm Jalalicus. <laughs> I'm, I'm Spartacus, but it's Jalal. The the arc that with Jalal and that shit where it goes over her backstory. That was the peak of Urza's fucking character. Um, <laughs> fight me. <laughs> and Kali played that really well, but she also did a really good job in the movie. Uh, it even felt like even in the movie, Urza didn't do that much. Besides, do like one cool fight and that's it. Pretty much, yeah. Oh, that and be and just be in like a skin tight bunny outfit where like a camera lingers way too long on her crotch and underboob. Um. So with that being said, time to move on to the final group. Yep. Woo! That is Natsu Dragneel, the fire dragon slayer slash hero of our story slash will also always win a fight unless. They need him to lose once so he can learn, like, the meaning of friendship and come back. Uh, oh, fuck. I actually blanked on Lucy's full name. Lucy Hartphilia, the heroine of our story and actually kind of supposedly the main character. Kind of, sort of. She's supposed to be. And happy. Natsu's exceed best friend and obnoxious little shit lord. <laughs> True facts. He's not the worst exceed. He's not. Because the no. worst exceed <laughs> is Lecter. <laughs> we can all agree that Lecter is the worst. I cannot agree with that because I haven't gotten that far. You, oh, you've never met. Oh, that's right. You haven't met Sting's exceed. He's awful. Um, Natsu Dragney was played by Todd Habercorn. Lucy is played by Sharon Lee. And Happy is played by Tia Ballard. 
Todd fucking Habricorn, you will know as Lindell in the Ancient Magus Bride, Ayato Kirishima in Tokyo Ghoul, and Masao in Shiki. Jeremy Lee, you will know as Tamaki Kawazoe in Bamboo Blade, Shunpei in Oedo Rocket, and Sunako Kirishiki in Shiki. Tia Ballard, you will know as Zero Two in Darling in the Franks, Megumi Shimizu in Shiki, and Oligula in Blood Blockade Battlefront. A lot of Shiki. Shiki's a good anime. It's a shame it's out yeah. of print. This pleases me. Also, B, I, I kind of did Todd and Tia off the top of my head without looking at an A&N article. Wow. And those were all the ones that popped into my head first. Way to go. I also did Colleen without looking at an A&N article. All right. So here's our main trio. And what is there really to be said that hasn't already been said? I think... In all three cases, with maybe the exception of Tia now that Darling in the Franks is out, um, these are the characters you think of when you hear these voices. And it has pretty much propelled all of them into voice acting, I would say voice acting superstardom as far as anime is concerned. Because when you hear Todd Habercorn, you think of Natsu. When you hear Cherami Lee... Mo a lot of people will think of Lucy. Of course, she, you know, there are other characters you can associate with. Um, that Hussey Asuna. Yeah. Um, and just, yeah, it's fairy tale dub in general. It's very, very iconic. And I think all three of these performances fit these characters like a glove. I do not think. Honestly, I could have cast anyone else in these performances. That's really all I have to say. Aye, sir. Aye, sir. Aye, sir. Aye, sir. Aye, sir. <laughs> okay. Yeah, um, hearty son. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. All right. So, speaking of Happy, Happy's a fun and interesting character. Um, cause as we all recall and remember, years ago I was not the biggest fan of Tia Ballard and I learned my fucking lesson. <laughs> um, mostly through Kami-sama Kiss, but going- having her here as Happy is a lot of fun. Cause Happy has- Happy's the most adorable dumb little ex-seed in the entire world. He's just so happy. He's- <laughs> damn it. He's so happy, and he's so stupid, and he has a lot of earnesty and sincerity to him, and Tia just portrays all of that wonderfully. Jeremy as Lucy. Lucy ha has a lot of spunk to her, too. Um, not, like, a peppy kind of energy. She has a lot of spunk. She has a lot of... She also has a lot of heart to her. She's also a goddamn damsel, damsel in distress half the fucking time. This poor girl gets screwed out of so much. It's, it's kind of disappointing, but that's how the franchise has written her at this fucking point. But, um, uh, she is, she's, she is supposed to be the character that you kind of self-insert yourself into. Um, because you kind of see her grow and you feel like you're growing along with her and with the, sh the show and in this film. Minus the sex dungeon. <clears throat> um, <laughs> but, um... That's, like, not even the first time Lucy's been almost put in a sex dungeon in this franchise. Mm. 
anyway, uh, I really, I really do enjoy Cherami, and this is definitely one of those iconic roles for her. Whatever you think of Cherami. Though, if we really want to talk about iconic, we got to talk about Todd Haberkorn here as Natsu. I, I'm gonna s steal some words that Hardy will s has sometimes said before. I don't think Todd Haberkorn plays Natsu. I think he is Natsu. Really? <laughs> I mean, the man does like, have the tattoo. He does, yeah. He does. Like, such high energy and such... Like, it's equal parts energetic, hot-headed, and yet very heartfelt. Like I was saying, I know Hardy was saying that Wendy seems to be the heart of the guild. I also kind of think that so is Natsu. Because he has this never-give-up attitude is all shonen protagonists tend to have but point is he has a lot of heart and a lot of energy to him and a lot of <laughs> and such and such stupid obliviousness and there's a lot of qualities to Natsu's character and Todd just encapsulates all of them to the point where uh, like I said I don't feel like Todd is playing Natsu that he is Natsu and obviously whenever you think of Todd Habercorn the first role of probably gonna come on come off to everyone's minds is going to be not to like this is what Todd is known for this right here this is his most iconic role bar none and and honestly with good reason he with all the energy and the personality that Natsu has and how Todd portrays it it's a lot of fun can Natsu be grating sometimes on the ears absolutely but but Natsu is also obnoxious as fuck sometimes <laughs> At, at least he's not Asta. Exactly. Though, True again, to, that. Be, to be fair, Dallas Reed still makes him more terrible. <laughs> Good on you, sir. Um, but yeah, if anything, I, I've, I'm a, firmly of the belief that Todd is Natsu. With all the wacky, fun, energetic, and hot-headed, and heartfelt personality all mixed in, so... I do enjoy all three of these characters. So we, I have to say this. I have to bring it back because it's iconic for us. Mm -hmm. All right. All right. I'm waiting. Go for it. Are you happy? Absolutely. Yeah, Stephanie son. Yeah. Shut the fuck up. You ruined the moment. And we can never make that joke on this show ever again. It was a long time coming for me to actually not argue with that joke. You ruined it. Damn. You know, like, yeah. Shut the fuck up. Never. <laughs> sorry, go if you want to redo your moment, I'm sorry for No, it's fine. No, no it's no, good I now. Feel bad. I feel bad. It's fine. It's fine. Makes for fun banter. Go ahead. So is it weird that I actually don't like these are not my favorite performances from Todd or Tia. Like, they're iconic to I them. Mean, to be fair, sure. They're iconic I mean, to them, and I understand why, but these are probably not two of my favorite performances. I do, however, think it's a shame now that Happy is no longer Tia's most iconic character. <laughs> my feelings for that show aside, even even I can agree that. Look, I'll, I'll put it out there. Guys, I hate Darling in the Franks. I love the dub. It's really good. Oh, yay. I gotta finish it. There's one episode for me to watch. Such a train wreck. Oh. <gasps> But no, um, I, I have to agree with everything that they've said. Um, this is not the, these are not the roles that I came to know these people through. 
like I said, I actually didn't actively start watching Fairy Tale until like last year. Um, so I got to know Tia through like a bunch of other different things, and that's just really weird now. I actually don't know what the first show I watched Tia Ballard in or Todd is. Oh, oh God, this is actually what the fuck. Well, I know the first Tia show that I recognize her for, and we all know what happened there. Oh shit. Her name is Megumi. <laughs> fuck, this is about me. I think, honest to God, I think the first show that I like, really knew Todd in was like Italia, as Italy. I think for me, I think for me it was Oron. Yeah, that would be that would be it, by the way. And like for me, for me, I don't even. For me, it was My Bride as a Mermaid. I don't even know. Yeah, the first Todd. Time. Todd was definitely Oron for me, and then Jeremy was Soul Eater. That would be that would be the big one that I I kind of knew them all from. Soul Eater. Yeah. Because I think yeah. Tia is somebody in Soul Eater too. I think. I don't remember her being in there. I don't remember, but anyway, when while you're talking, I shall resolve this. I don't have a lot to add on because you guys kind of said everything for me. Um, man, no, I, I, I really do want to talk about like I love Jeremy as Lucy. Like, it's all it's also up there as one of my favorite performances in the show. And like, I actually really like Lucy as a character. I just hate the way that they like do her dirty. Right. Like they do her dirty a lot, and um. I think that the show really made me appreciate them all as actors and actresses. And without this dub, I don't think that we would have our expectations of their acting the way that we do. And I feel really weird because I don't know what to say. Like, I honest to God don't have any words for this. Like, it's really good. You should watch it. Fairy Tales dub is really solid. And... Natsu, uh, Todd, Jeremy, and Tia as a core of the show really hold it together. They are the rock in foundation right. of the show. Like, yeah. Without, if you, I don't think you could put them in anywhere else and have the show be as good as it is. So, uh, side note before you transition, because I feel like you're about to transition. Tia was not in Soul Eater. But what the fuck would I have watched her in? Call me some kiss, maybe? No, actually, yeah, yeah, that would be. Because I know for me, after she, I know for me, after she, call me some kiss really turned my opinion like 180 on well, her. Well, no, because I started getting more back into doves because of a video you made about call me some kiss about like actors. Oh. And I watched call me some kiss, and then like, holy shit. Anyway, go ahead. Uh, I'm yeah. Final thoughts. Um, I think we've already had our final thoughts. The movie itself is very hit or miss. There's a lot of plot holes. There's a lot of just fan service. A lot of fan service. A lot of just dumb stuff. It's it's fun time with friends. That's that's yes. what and and Absolutely. what makes it so iconic for us especially is this is the first time first thing we ever did when we met for the first time in real life. And yeah. That's what makes it so precious to us is cuz it will for this movie as bad as it is or or as good as it is, you know, worth all its warts. Or underwhelming. Yeah. For all its warts, this we will always have this memory, and 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 that will yeah. always be important to precious. Uh, precious to us. Yeah, and so mm-hmm. yeah. As much as I've been kind of dunking on Fairy Tale as a franchise, like Fairy Tale also has a lot of things I really enjoy about it. Like Fairy Tale is one of the only shows that has ever had me actively fucking hate a character. And turn them around on it. I, I, 
There is Twitter proof that I said I will never like Gajio as a character. There is. Yeah, I remember that. And I was wrong. And it also has a dub that really... If not, if if the dub of this show did not exist in the form that it did, I don't think we would have a lot of the actors that we really know and love today right. around. Like, for... If... Dragon Ball Z and Yu Yu Hakusho set the base, and FMA set the base, like, for the early, two, like, the 90s and early 2000s of Funimation, I think Fairy Tail really cemented the early 2010s. Like, how mm. My Hero is really cementing, like, the early, the late 2010s. I would say probably Fairy Tail, and I would actually probably put Soul Eater in that category, yeah. to be honest. And One Piece. And, and One Piece. Well, every everyone in their mom is in fucking One Piece. Yeah, I'm pretty sure one day we're gonna walk in there and be like, "Hey, we need people to do foley acting. Will you guys be in One Piece?" Why, sure. <laughs> okay, while we're here, I'll let Lucy. I'll let I'll let Luffy punch me. <laughs> but like, in, in all seriousness, though, like I've dunked on fair. I dunk on Fairy Tail a lot, but I still like. I still enjoy Fairy Tail as a shonen series. Like, it's not the worst thing. Like, it's not fucking Bleach. No. It's not it's fucking, not. it's not fucking, like, it's not fucking later Naruto. <laughs> no, I mean, for me, it's, it's, it is a fun show, and the film itself is, like I was saying before, it doesn't feel like a separate stand, it doesn't feel like a separate entity entirely, though it can work to some people as a standalone, so long as you have, like, basic knowledge of the, of the lore in the universe, but... It feels like it's completely part of the the whole story. There's no, it doesn't feel any different or anything. And I, it, it is one of the. I know one of the things, the big shonen tropes, is the power of friendship. And the power of friendship sure is strong with this movie when we watched it together last year. <laughs> Damn straight. And it's and the boys will be reenacting it this year. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, With a much better movie. <laughs> yes. But um, to to be fair, like, it's it's definitely, like Cody was saying, it's a very good t- fun time with friends. So, because when I watched it by myself yes- yesterday, I'm like, I, I, I was like, Megan, I'm, I, I was similar to Megan's thoughts when she watched it earlier. I'm like, eh, it's not as enjoyable as I remember it. And it's because we were watching it all together, and that was what was the most enjoyable about it. So if anything, definitely watch Fairy Tale with your friends. Fairy Tales, Dragon Cry with your friends, and the dub is just watch Fairy Tale with your friends. Yes, and the dub of it is so much fun. It really is, despite some of the minor gripes I know I have here and there with it. It's it's a lot of fun. Definitely cemented a lot of voice actors that to like infamous mainstream status at this point, and it's it's a great time. So you'll have a great time. Just go watch it with friends, though, because that just makes it even better. If you want to watch Fairy Tale Dragon Cry, you will have to buy it. Yep. <laughs> it is not, unfortunately, is not streaming on Funimation now or Crunchyroll. Uh, however, you can buy it physically from Funimation. I believe you can also buy it digitally through Amazon Prime Video. Uh, or B, if you, yeah, it's, it's or a, B, if you're like me, it's available through the regular. Yeah, through your regular retailer. Uh, or if you're like me and you have somebody who did buy it, you can use the Funimation digital code. And use that. Like me. Um, however, if you want to watch Fairy Tale proper, the anime, you can watch the sub over on Crunchyroll, and you can watch the dub on Funimation, uh, the in- including its prequel, Fairy Tale Zero. Uh, with that being said, 
That is Spaceman Hardy. You can. Uh, you know what? We have enough time. Pour <laughs> yourselves out. I'm. Sp Put that leggy out. I sneeze. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm Spaceman. Put your leggy out. I'm Spaceman Hardy. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Spaceman Hardy. I post. I don't post as many goats as I need to, but I'm also a moderator over at the Funimation Forum and Discord. My name is Stephanie. You can follow me on Twitter at Hardy is so creative like that. Hopefully, that's a fucking name. Well, now uh, it works. The Starlight <laughs> Review is a thing. Well, uh, the, the reason why it's spelled that way. I know what it is. I'm making a joke. No, I, the only reason why I picked it that way is because the other way you spell review it wouldn't fit for fucking characters at the time. Anyway, um, yeah, you can follow me on Twitter. I mostly, I pretty much post about daily life and struggles and how the struggle is real. And, like, for example, at the time of recording this earlier today, how I was doing homework for my dance class while I was at work because it was kind of quiet and dead. Uh, <laughs> things like that. Mundane, silly little things like that. Uh, and I also don't really do much else special, so. I'm Megan. You can follow me at Queen 2 where I post about sword boys, cry, shit posts, flirt with my boyfriend, Roots of Justice. And I also hang out on the Funimation uh, Discord and forums. Uh, with that being said, we thank you all for listening to this mess of an episode. Um, <laughs> well, another OG night in the bag. So, uh, get your beer, party hard like Kana, don't destroy things like guild arts, and <laughs> and otaku on my friends. I'm doing the little fairy tale pose in my room by myself and nobody can see it but me. I'm holding Carla. I have my Carla plushie. We're good. <laughs> Bye, everyone. Have a good night.